you know, I think it's important to note that we can love something, like truly love it and see the value in it and not need to own it. Write that down. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I have another amazing review from one of you that I can't wait to share with you. This one says, obsessed. I love this podcast. Her content is so relatable to real life, which makes her advice and tips and views actually useful and motivating. Her voice is beautiful also. I am so excited for this find. Thank you, Benna369. That means so much to me. And remember, for any of you who are longtime listeners of the podcast, it means the absolute world to me when you take the time to leave a review, not only so I can read them, but so that I can read them back to you guys um, on the podcast. So today I'm kind of going back to my roots. This is one of those little times where I kind of got a glimpse of minimalism and had that first idea, you know, where maybe it was starting to spark in my mind without me really knowing that it was there. And that is way back to when I hosted my grandparents' estate sale. So I wanted to share with you five things I learned from hosting their estate sale uh, that I think can be really beneficial for all of us to, you know, kind of keep the reminder. So Back when I was in my early 20s, my grandparents were forced to move into an assisted living home due to my grandpa's Parkinson's increase. You know, he was increasing in blindness and my grandma had Alzheimer's and it was going on maybe 10 years at this point. She had had it for quite a while. And my aunt asked if I would take on the project of hosting their estate sale and decluttering all of their belongings. Again, this was probably my very first glimpse into doing anything like this. And, you know, I imagine for my aunt going through her childhood home would have been too difficult. And she always has shared with me that it was just a very daunting task. You know, it's one of those things that I've talked about before in previous episodes and on the blog that a lot of times children 
are left with so much of their parents' belongings that it sparks minimalism for them. And it kind of did for my aunt because she recently, you know, sold all of her belongings for the most part and, you know, uprooted, sold her house. And a big part of it was because she found the task of going through my grandparents' house really overwhelming, you know, plus she had a full-time job and um, it was something that, you know, I felt I could take on at the time. And I'm really thankful that I was able to, you know, I happily accepted because I always loved my grandparents and their house had always been like a second home to me, maybe even a first home to me. You know, I wouldn't be lying when I say that I truly loved going through each and every piece of their life. It really was something I, I thoroughly enjoyed. However, I did have a few major realizations throughout the process, and that's really what I want to share with you today. So the first thing is, you know, this is going to be hard to hear, but your family doesn't want 99% of your stuff. So many people hang on to things with the belief that their family or their children might want their stuff someday. And I have no doubt that this comes from a place of love and wanting to pass on quality things to our kin. However, the reality is most of it won't be wanted. My aunt and I each took a few cherished items from the house, not enough to make a dent in the clutter, the 50 plus years of clutter that had accumulated. And I proceeded to slap price tags on everything else. And it's kind of funny how in a world where so many grandparents might have hung on to things like good china or a silver spoon collection, thinking it was going to be a great gift to pass on. The truth is we are each going to remember different aspects of our family members' homes. So for example, I was talking to a girlfriend whose grandma had recently passed and she told me all she wanted from the house was this little goose light switch, like the cover for a light switch from the bathroom. She said that as a kid, she remembered looking at this adorable light switch every time she went into the bathroom. And chances are no one else, not even her grandma, would have seen value in this little light switch cover. But my friend did. This is similar to the fact that all I wanted when my grandma passed away and I left her bedside was her porcelain frog lamp. It was the lamp that used to light up the room as Grammy and I would sit on her couch in the early morning hours waiting for the sun to come up. You know, I have been given diamonds of my grandmother's, rubies that were her sister's, and to me, the most valuable thing I own is that frog lamp because of the memories attached to it. At the end of the day, no one can predict what items may or may not steal another person's heart and hold value to them. So I think that's why it's so important that we be open to what our family members want without judgment. I think the best way to work around the fact that, you know, everyone's got their different likes and dislikes is to clearly ask your family members what it is they might want to hang on to once you're gone, because you never know. Maybe there is a certain family member who would cherish everything you own and happily bring it into their own house. However, I have come to find that people often do this out of guilt or a sense of obligation. And I really doubt that that's, you know, once we've passed on, we don't want to leave this sense of guilt and obligation on our family, like that they have to take care of things that belong to us when we were living. 
I, I can't imagine that any of us would want to leave that burden on our family. Number two, it could be worth something someday usually means that it isn't. As people paced through my grandparents' house, checking out all of the items, I had a very kind man notice the vintage magazines, I guess you could call them, that were resting next to me on the couch. Hang on to these, he told me. Those were considered very risque back in the day. They'll be worth something. These magazines had drawn photos of women showing a lot of leg and maybe some midriff. Um, think 1950s pinup girls. I, of course, thanked him for the information and tucked the treasures away for myself. And to be honest, I kind of loved them. They were in pristine condition and I loved the vintage appearance of them. For years, I even tried to incorporate them into my home decor, but the truth is they didn't really add anything to my life. And quick side note, you know, I think it's important to note that we can love something, like truly love it and see the value in it and not need to own it. Write that down. (laughs) Finally, over a decade later, I looked these magazines up to see what they were selling for on eBay. $25 a piece. A A definite price increase from their original cost, no doubt but definitely not worth hanging on to for another 60 years or 10 in my case. So I bundled them up and I sold them for around 50 since I had several. I sold them as a bundle and I let go of the notion that I was missing out on any sort of income. No doubt the person I was selling them to was going to relist them for a higher price and that's fine. If they enjoy spending their time listing, selling and sending vintage items, then I decided I was happy to help them out because that is sure as hell not something I wanted to spend my time doing. You know, I didn't want to set up the eBay store. I didn't want to list and post and respond to messages. I didn't want to check the auction prices or whatever. I didn't want to learn how to go to the post office. I didn't want to have to take those trips. That really wasn't something that I felt I needed to do Um, for what maybe could have ended up being, I don't know, $200. Number three, Someone wants your unused stuff. While your family members might not be fighting one another for your things, another potential reason to declutter your stuff is because no one wants to leave family behind fighting like toddlers over an armoire, right? There are people out there who just might find themselves elated to scoop up your old forgotten things. Here are some items that people were thrilled to find at my grandparents' estate sale. Old VHS tapes for their outdated classrooms TV. I had a teacher come in and she was so excited to find this box of old VHSs. I think I was selling them for a dollar a piece, you know, and she maybe came in with a big box of say like 20 and asked if she could get them for 10 or 15. My classroom will love this. My kids will love this. All we have is a V, you know, a VCR. I was like, oh, absolutely take them. You know, I wasn't going to get to Pollyanna or My Fair Lady or, you know, the old school Beauty and the Beast. I know these wound up being worth money. That's the thing I think I need to stop and say. I think recently I saw like, if you have these, they're worth a ton of money. But the thing is, so often we hang on to things thinking that we're going to hit that major jackpot. 
If that's the case, if you are hoping for some potential, maybe future payoff date for some item that is cluttering your home, learn about investing. Investing is a proven surefire way to get your money's get your money back um, without having to hang on to anything. So keep that in mind. Number two, a vintage baptismal dress um, to use for their new grandchild. This was a beautiful dress that I knew nothing about. Uh, I don't know if all my aunts and uncles and my dad were baptized in it or if my grandma was baptized in it. I have no idea. It meant truly nothing to me, although I knew and appreciated that it was beautiful and amazing. And I had my mom in the back of my head or straight to my ear, straight to my face, I should say, going, you can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of that. But the truth is, it meant nothing to me personally. I had no one there telling me what it was. I had no intention of ever using it. So it was something I willingly let go to an older woman who was so excited to gift something that she felt was so beautiful to her new grandbaby. Number three, gnome figurines for their mom. My grandma was a collector of these little gnome figurines. And when I was a kid, I loved playing with them. They came with like logs and rocks and things, and you could set them on them and pose them. And I would love to basically play with them like they were dolls. However, I didn't know anything about them. They weren't something I wanted to hang on to or collect as an adult. So I slapped a few price tags on them and a man got so excited because his mom was a collector of these gnomes and he couldn't wait to surprise her and make her make her whole day with this collection of gnomes that she had wanted. You know, maybe we made the deal and $50, they were out the door. And I can only hope that that woman got to add to her collection and maybe find that same joy that I felt when I was a kid. Of course, these are just a few of the things that still stand out to me. The idea that in our growing digital age, anyone would still have VHS tapes shocked me to my core. And that was still, oh my gosh, like almost 20 years ago, 17 years ago, 16, 15, I don't know. It was a while ago. But this teacher was so excited to be able to offer some old classics to her kids. I think it's so important to remember to let go and share the love in this way. It can be tough letting go of things, I know. But chances are you have some unused items that just might make someone else's day. It can be tempting, I get it, to insist that you see each item handed off and know the backstory of the family and where and how they will be using your things. However, I think we are still just as capable of dropping our unused items off at a local donation center and holding in our imagination who these items might be going to, because we're not all going to necessarily get the chance like I did at the estate sale to see each item passed off to someone new, but to imagine some thrifter going through and one old item of yours being the absolute perfect thing that they need to put their home together and trusting that each thing you let go of is going to fall perfectly into the right hands. Number four, this is a toughie. Your stuff is not an extension of you. One of the reasons people struggle to let go of things is because we tend to see our items and the things we own as an extension of ourselves. The work clothes represent our livelihood and how hard we work to get to where we are. 
That vintage car was something we always wanted when we were younger and still makes us feel young whenever we look at it. Those baby clothes and the totes in the garage keep us connected to that simpler time when we knew where our babies were and how easy it was to snuggle them whenever we wanted. At the end of the day, these things we hang on to are only activating a feeling within us. Feelings we have access to at all times and in all places. Letting go of the clothes doesn't mean you're letting go of those kids. You still accomplished amazing career goals, even if you don't have the power suit to show for it. You were still wild and free once, whether you have the car or not. And you no doubt definitely soaked up all the snuggles you could from your kids, even if the onesies have been passed on. This sentiment reminds me of something I read and talk about in the podcast um, for Tracy McCubbin and her book, Make Space for Happiness. If you haven't heard Tracy's podcast episodes, go back and listen to them. They are absolutely amazing. And I no doubt have her teachings about stuff kind of tucked in the back of my mind as I talk on this podcast episode today. Lastly, we don't keep anything. Even though my grandparents tried their hardest to hang on to every single thing they owned in their lifetime, in the end, they still left it all behind. My grandpa passed shortly before I gave birth to my first biological child. And years later, I sat alone with my grandma and held her hand as she took her last breath. Sometimes I still drive by their house. It was the only place that gave me a sense of home. And you know why? It was not because of their vintage antiques, not because of their VHS tape collection or the Barbies, maybe a little bit the Barbies, (laughs) but mostly it was because of them. Their personalities filled that house and the memories of it still linger in my mind. We don't take anything with us. And yet too often people allow the stuff they cling to to hold them back from truly living. Whether you are constantly hoarding and reorganizing the clutter you've accumulated or are dusting off the shelving and getting under each knickknack, if we're not careful, our stuff can rob us of the things we hold the most dear. And in the end, it will have been for nothing. No one will remember what you owned unless you took value over the people in your life. They will simply remember who you are, how you made them feel, and how you showed up in each moment. Remember, you are bigger than stuff. Your life is so much bigger than stuff. So it's okay to let go and start living. And if you're listening to this and you have been hanging on to a loved one's things, I hope you can take this as permission to let go. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.